Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio, show 165, recorded at River Road Studios. Today's show is brought to you by Get Healthy Now with Candace. Get Healthy Now with Candace, connecting people with plants to transform lives. If you'd like to dive into some herbal remedies to help transform your life, contact Candace. Check it out at GetHealthyNowWithCandice.com. And Occupy Medical. Occupy Medical is a free integrated health clinic in Springfield, Oregon. We are at 1717 Centennial Suites 4 and 7. We are a 501C. 501C? We are a 5013C. <laughs> we are a 5013C organization. So if you are looking for a place to get that tax write-off, you can send us a check and we will send you a lovely tax receipt. Tis the season. Healthcare for all. Find us at occupy-medical.org. And Hunter Creation, do you need a website or a brochure or sell your uh, your business or your idea? Uh, Hunter Creation can help you out with, with over 20 years of experience. They know how to get you your message designed and printed and published the way that you want it. Check them out at huntercreation.com. And Sue Sierra Lupe. Yes, Sierra Lupe Herbal Consulting. We, I can help you with chronic conditions, work with your existing medication, and I can tell you this, I am LGBTQ friendly. So uh, find, you can, uh, well, you can do all kinds of things, but one of the things I would advise is send me an email at Sierra Lupe Herbal Consulting at gmail.com. Ace High Heat Graphics. Are you looking for a way to get your logo or message on a shirt? Ace High Heat Graphics has many options in ink from one color to full color. Let them quote your job today. Contact them at sales at acehighheatgraphics.com. And the Herbal Nerd Society. The Herbal Nerd Society is a wonderful collection of teaching and teaching opportunities and listening opportunities to help bring your herbal practice to the next level. That's right. We have a lot of, of articles on the website and the Practical Herbalist website. Well over 500 of them. I count, that's the last time I counted. I'm, it's probably closer to 600. And now, and if you look on it now, there's uh, 150 or so that is just exclusively for Herbal Nerd Society members. And they, uh, what we do is we bring people through one month of learning about one herb, which ourselves, uh, Candice and I believe that is the best way to learn things. So we have a little more rounded perspective about it and uh, cover energetics and biochemistry and all kinds of fun little things like that. So it's a, a very inexpensive way to learn about herbs, and we think it's the best. All right. So for $49.99 for the year or $4.99 a month billed quarterly, you can become a member. So as low as $0.17 cents a day. So yeah, just go to practicalherbals.com and click on the join tab at the top. Yes. And remind people, this is the way that we support ourselves. So if you love listening to this podcast and you love looking at our website and you want to see more of that, it's this, this is the way that we support doing that work. This is the primary way. We do get some ad revenue from other things, but Mm -hmm. this is of all of our numbers, this is the primary way that we support yeah, back to Herbos and the Real Herbals Radio. So you can say thank you and learn about herbs at the same time. There you go. The next way that we say or that we can get um, support from everybody is through Amazon. And since this is our what, fourth or fifth annual gift show, guys, 
Um, and we, everything that we're going to talk about today is going to be available on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And as you are listening to this and getting your pumpkin pie ready in the oven, because, you know, it's going to be Thanksgiving in two days, you want to break, you know, break out your cooking. You don't want to do it all in one day. It's just too much. So as you're thinking about that, and you're listening to this podcast, Black Friday will be three days later. Mm-hmm. So, and Cyber Monday. And Cyber Monday. So hit, if you're planning to go to Amazon anyway, anyway. that was going to be your plan anyway. Right. We would love for you to do it through one of our links. Remember, you don't have to buy with the products that you that you hear about from us. But if you do, that's really cool. Uh, all of the products or gifts that you buy that day will help us out a little bit. And it doesn't cost you any more money. That's right. It's all there. So we are, because so this is the thing you have to say. We are an Amazon affiliate company. We reference people from our site to their site. We get a little bit of a referral fee for that. So, uh, what I like about the show is it makes uh, makes us focus on the top ten things we liked throughout the year, whether they were books or equipment or things that we discovered that are now have that are indispensable. We can't live without right. have them. So. Uh, this is the fourth or fifth annual gift show. I don't know, but it's a gift show. Uh, and it's just in time for the holiday buying frenzy season. So, without further ado, here are your hosts, Candace Hunter and Susie Lupe. I'm Candace Hunter. And I'm Susie Lupe. And, and welcome to, to Real Herbalism, Herbalism Radio. Oh, here come the bells. I don't know that song. It's my favorite carol, but song. I can't remember singing. <laughs> the bell song. The bell song. I like the bell song. So it's here, the big mm-hmm. show. Yes. Now we get to whip out and say, hey, look all the cool things that we bought throughout the year that we use and have read or whatever. Unbridled yes. avarice. That's right. <laughs> yeah, the unbridled avarice episode. Unbridled herbal avarice. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So uh, we've got about, what, 10, 15 products? Good. Uh-huh. I hope not. <laughs> See the woman that we, does the show notes. We really tried to keep it tight this year. Yes. Which yeah. is really, really hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mercy. Know. Mercy. Yeah. Uh, the one that I want to start off with is one that I got for Christmas last year. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. So that was the Chef Man 9 Tray Food Dehydrator Machine. Oh, yes. I have envied that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The dehydrator I have is one of the round with the donut. Yeah, it's a presto. It, it, yeah. it works, but it's kind of a pain in the butt if you want to keep your mm. herbal material as big as possible. Yeah. Those square trays that you've got are oh, so nice. easy. So easy. So I've gone, I've used a lot of food dehydrators in my day, and my mom was a big food dehydrator mm-hmm. person. In fact, my dad made a food dehydrator for her that was the size <laughs> of, you know, a a four drawer uh, filing cabinet. Yeah. Giant, giant, giant thing. So I, I have a lot of snobbery about. (laughs) And no, it's like basically just some way to warm it. And if you're fancy, it's got a fan. Well, this one, the trays are easy to clean, which is. That is huge. They're BPA free, which is very nice. And they're just little slide outs. And um, you, it it heats evenly it, it be, and the fan is really nice so everything dries evenly there's a transparent nice. door so you can see the whole thing yeah, through it what's and yeah. 
I, as a as a herbalist that also works in a clinic, I go through a lot of herbs. So, yeah. and you've got temperature control on that. Temperature too, control and is, time control, like how long you want it going for. Yeah, the temperature control for me is like that's key to doing good, like flowers versus leaves versus mm-hmm. roots. I mean, it it really makes a difference being able to control your temperature. Yep. And what you want for herbs is different than what you want if you're like drying cherries or something. Right. You know, and it makes a big difference. I have. It does come <clears> with the. Um, um, a slot that um, you put on the tray that is a very fine mesh, but I only got one of them. You had to buy extras, and I had uh, other ones from a uh, older uh, the, uh, food dehydrant that had broken. So I just trimmed it down to fit into the tray. So really, I just pull out the tray and then take that screen and and curve it like a little smile and pour that, shake it, and pour it into my jar. So much easier than trying to. Yeah, scrape it off or pick it, pick all the yeah, little pieces. Yeah, because the donut off, thing, yeah. you got a hole in the middle. Yeah, so you can't, yeah, it's a pain in the butt. Yep, yep, and other body parts too. Yeah. So I, I really like that one, and it's like 100 bucks that I can see on, on Amazon here. Um, uh, it was, it it's fairly light. Um, it was easy to clean, and the the place where I had problems was getting things in the back, and my other clean and my other dryer and this one no it's it's the whole thing is easy to clean and wipe out nice so and i've had like come back and had like a chicken or a cat sleeping on it and it's still i just wipe that thing off and it's no problem nice so yeah so for the folks who are interested in taking their herbal practice into the next level by starting to do a lot more of drying their own herbs mm-hmm. and really want to come out with good medicine. Yep. A dry food dehydrator, like the one you're talking about, would be excellent. Yeah. It's a good Christmas gift, people. Yeah, I mean, definitely. You're, you're looking at over a thousand square inches of dehydrator space right. when it's mm-hmm. full. So when That's I had the, I had a big That's harvest. Way, way of, better than my donut shape one. Yeah, I had a big harvest of basil. And I just used every other tray because nice, I didn't even have to. Fluffy. Yeah. yeah, so it's big. So I didn't have to take every single oh, little God. leaf off like it did before, right? Yeah. I just put little things, the sprigs on there, and took out every other tray. And you know, the other one, so the nice. next day, it's ready, yeah. and just you know, slipped it off the stem. Bingo. Yeah. Then brought the other um, batch that was in the refrigerator and threw that in the same way. It was super simple. Nice. Super simple. Nice. Right, which is what you want to make it um, easy all the way around. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, it's, a, it's a good one, too. I think that's a really good tip. Yeah, that's a definitely an excellent choice. I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I was very pleased with that. So, oh, ho, ho, Sue, I was very pleased. Thank you, family, for buying it for me. <laughs> nice. um, we can go with some more, more product product, or we can go into books, or we can, what would you like? Well, I was thinking about Sue's got a really good tool that she's been using. The tool I've been using this year a lot is beakers. 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 I'm taking yours. Oh. You've been liking well, them too. Oh, I love the beakers. I, I don't get to use them that often because you know they're not for their house. No, they're but not I, for I'm like, cooking. I told Kat, I was like, you know, I, I these could be our new glasses. <laughs> oh, they'll no. get broken. I like them because they're Pyrex, so I can use them. They're you've got their you know proper measurements or accurate measurements, and then I can use them for heating or cooling, and it's safe. I'm not worried. That they're they they're Pyrex. No, they these I think the ones mine we got are you, Pyrex. Are you, oh. oh, I thought oh, okay. Yes, I made sure to get the Pyrex ones well, because I wanted to make sure that if I wanted to do a heated salve on my hot plate, I could do that. 
There's also other ones that you'll see that use it. they're made with borosilicate, which allows the heating and cooling too. So I didn't know if it was the Pyrex might be a brand name for that. It might sure. be. I'm not sure. I know that it's the kind, it's tempered glass such that if I heat it, it'll be fine. If I cool it, it'll be fine. Right. But I'm not putting it on my stove, but you know, most of the salves and heated preparations I do stay in the like 180 range. Right. They're hot. Yep. Yeah. They're hot. So how, they're not is, is there a couple of them? They come in a set? It came in a set. Yeah. So I've got it's the like one cup. thousand milliliter, well, a liter. And then a 500, a 250, and then I think I have... It was 100, 100 and a 50. 100 and a 50, yeah. So, yeah. It was like a set of five. And who makes it? Really... Do you know who it was offhand? There's there's a, the one I think was from Carter Scientific, but that was on... Yeah. It's on Amazon and there's a mm. lot of them. We'll have a link to... I'll make to, sure that you get the link for okay. the set that, so that I bought. Can, yeah. Uh, to, to get the ones that you want. They're, they're, I mean, they're indispensable when you think about it, um, you know, especially when, you know, they're designed for um, mostly milliliters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can get some that are graduated in the ounce, but when you're doing medicine and you're doing that stuff, yeah. the yeah. math is so much easier. It's more accurate. Yeah. And the yeah. thousand is so easy to do an alcohol reading on it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you just put that little ploop, the whatever it's called, mm-hmm. hydrometer in there. It's narrow and it's easier to see it. Yeah. Yeah, I prefer to do, when I'm making tinctures or whatever medicines I'm making, I prefer to use metric mm-hmm. because it's just easier, yep. you know. And yeah, the math so, is easier. Yeah, <laughs> so much easier. So along with with that, because those are really good tools for anyone that's making medicine. The medicine, mm-hmm. yeah. The other thing that would pair with that really well is a set of graduated cylinders. Yes, uh-huh. and I did actually get a set of those too, yes, which I did. particularly like. Right, and... Um, when you do have to measure fluid very accurately and, yeah. and you need to do the graduated cylinders are really good for that. Mm-hmm. And they just pair together with, with the, with the beakers. Anyway. Yeah. Right. Uh, so it's in, and, and we're not, and we're not talking, you know, a hundred dollars in glass here. We're, you know, no. 20, was, $25. Yeah. Total. The ones yeah. I have are plastic yeah. and they're fine. Yeah. They get well after you've been using them for a while, the, cause you yeah. use this. Yep. Yeah, I have a scrub brush that yeah. goes into them. They, they'll they wear right. and yeah. the glass Glass graduated cylinders are an arm and a leg. No, actually, actually the set no. that I have was not very expensive. It was really? reasonable. Yeah. But, How much? Well, like um, depending on your size, I mean, the, a set of three or a set of five, depending, can go from 10 to 11 to 18. Yeah. Really? Yeah, they're not that expensive. Yeah. Oh. I think I got both sets together at the same time for under 50 bucks. And I got a, I think I got a set of weights to calibrated weights. Mm. as well so i can make sure that my scale stays accurate oh right sure because the scale that i currently have is a little bit older Mm -hmm. and i'd rather not just replace it so i was just like well i'll get my my weights and just check it every now and then and so far it's staying accurate Mm -hmm. which is great but Mm -hmm. i've got the weights in case i need them nice yeah yeah so the beakers have the pouring lip on it Mm -hmm. right um and a graduated cylinder has a pouring lip too but it's more like gloop 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 because it's, it's narrow. Yeah, it's, it's very narrow. Tall. Yeah. yeah. But it's uh, really nice if you're really serious about getting your alcohol percentages right. Yeah. And you're doing the calculating and you come up with something like, oh, 67 milliliters of the alcohol is what you need. 67 milliliters? Really? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're not, but, and, yeah. And you graduated like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. So, yeah, that's why I use my, I usually use, usually it's a beaker and a graduated cylinder. For like everything that I do. Right. Oh, you know, you one know, of each. 
<laughs> I think the one that, that we got for the lab that I worked in, it was more expensive because it had ounces on one side and mills on uh, the other. That could right. be, yeah, mine's completely and in metric. Lab quality, but, yeah, okay. And, and yeah, and just like anything else, I mean, you know, if you need, a, you know, lab quality, like you said, you're mm-hmm. going to, you know, you're going to bump that up. You bet. You know, it just depends on what you're looking for and, and what you The ones that need. I bought mm-hmm. said they were lab quality, but I don't really know. Right. They work for me. They might have been thinking of a Labrador. Well, uh, like on it, like <laughs> they work well for me. They're sturdy. Right, right. They're for home use. Yeah, they're sturdy. They don't, you know, they're not. The glass is relatively thick, mm-hmm. and they can handle hot or cold. Yep, you know, and well, they like so, anything on Amazon. There's yeah. lots of different levels now, yeah. and it's almost a race to the bottom on who's going to get you know, offer you the cheapest thing out there to get mm-hmm, you what you right. want. So. You know, know your prices, know your quality. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to pay for better things. Yep. Yeah. Know just, what you're going to be using. If you're using essential oils, you want glass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I prefer, mm-hmm. personally, I prefer glass because it's easier to clean. Yeah. For me, I find it easier to clean. If you're clumsy, plastic might be for you. Yes. That is mm-hmm. very true. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, well, I would like to add that one thing. I know you haven't used it that much, Candice, but you were so excited to get it. And uh-huh. and I, I'm just going to say because I think it's the coolest thing I've ever seen. And I I know I'm not a, I'm not in a lab, but but uh, Candice got a hot plate, mm-hmm. a magnetic hot plate. Oh, that you got to have a metal pot for it. No, no, that's oh, a, that's you can put a beaker on it. Beaker oh, on and it, it wrote and it has it, weights in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Little 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 and it stirs. And it's a self stirring yes. thing. Yep. I've used those before. That is the most magical thing I've ever seen. Yes, it, <laughs> it is, is really cool. wonderful if you want to make lotions because you can lotions. Heat, oh. You can heat it and do the emulsion mm-hmm. and let the little stir just work away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do that emulsifying, and you can walk away from it and come back like an hour later, and it's all like emulsified. And you're like, wow, that was awesome. And then you can add your essential oils after you know take it off, add your essential mm-hmm. oils, and be done. Yeah. So much How easier. hot does that little plate get? I mean, you could make like holiday I sauce on it. I believe you can. I believe it goes up to like 500 degrees or something ooh, ridiculously ooh, ooh, high. Yeah, you got to be able yeah. to boil water with it for sure. Yeah. So. And the one that I got, you can do the stirrer will handle a beaker doing up to two liters, which wow. is twice the size that I would ever use. So and what's it? So what's easily. it called again? What's it? It's well, a the, plate, stirring plate, it's right? It's a magnetic stir. Magnetic stir, magnetic mixer with stir bar, and we'll have a link to the one that Ken has purchased. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it's a it's and it's a magnetic stir with hot plate on it, so you mm-hmm. do you know heating and mixing at the same time. And I would recommend buying. You can usually most people buy with it a little extra set of the little stirrers, mm-hmm. the little magnet pieces that you stick inside. Right. And you around. can get them in different sizes. And I would recommend getting that box that has the multi sizes. Because if you're doing just a little bit, you really want a small stirrer. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's going to be clunking. Yeah. So how low end. how low does it get? I cannot remember. It was warm. I know 180. It'll handle 180 degrees Fahrenheit. And I believe it went lower than that. Mm. And I can't remember offhand. You're asking me for statistics. Yeah. She doesn't. I wasn't she planning. She didn't, she didn't know that this was coming up. But since she took my yeah. graduated in my beakers, oh. I went after yeah. her. Oh. <laughs> Surprise. So, uh, okay. The, Good idea. The other thing that's a, it's a bigger item for the house uh, is the Urban Worm Bay composting bin. Yes. Version yes. 2. Version 2. Urban Worm Bag. Bag composting bin. B-A-G. Huh? A bag? Bag. 
A bag? B-A-G bag. Okay, B-A-G bag. Composting. Composting. Watch it all. It's it's for it's for worms. I got worms. Okay. Yep. You got worms. Got so worms. talk about it because so, you all took a composting workshop yes. and you came back with the totes. Right. Yes. We, had the, totes. we had the totes and we, we made a second tote and we did that um, with you actually. So we yeah. The second tote. We have photos to prove it. And, yeah. <laughs> and we liked it. Um, <clears throat> and the worms have uh, multiplied. Oh, yeah. They're thriving. I have so many worms. But Patrick's a very good worm farmer. Nice. What, yeah. What I, way better than me. Worm. Don't like about the bins uh, is harvesting the compost. Yeah, Why is that? Well, because there's no place for the worms to go. Even if you put food in there, the idea, like at the classes, you put food in the corner, and all oh, the worms will go over there. But that's no, not the no. way it goes. We have non-conformist so worms harvesting some of the so, worms that might be your favorite. Like Chuck, yeah. Chelsea, I'm so sorry. Right? Harvesting, getting those worms to go. It's like herding cats. They do their own thing. They're very independent. So mm-hmm. perhaps they're Western. Like Wiggle to work <laughs> up. So yeah. the way this works is all of the um, compost go because it's the heaviest and it works down and gets to the bottom of the bag. The bag is tapered. So as it was working like down. Like a funnel? Like a yeah, kind of like funnel. a funnel. Okay. Yeah. And as it works the compost down, the weight compacts it. The mm-hmm. worms keep working up because so you keep adding food on top and they keep going north. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and their poop goes south. And everything yep. else goes south. Yeah. So – you open it up with a large uh, zipper in the bottom, and then you, it drops out. The whole thing won't drop out, only the stuff that's ready. Oh, so because it's compact. It's compact. So you unzip it? At the bottom, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, yeah so we've wor- been working with this for a month, and so far we have not had escapee worms, yeah, which no is nice. Worms. Mm-hmm. And it's been very easy to load the food in. I've mm-hmm. liked that. Because yeah. so before it was like, dig for the flag, move the flag, dig a hole, put the food in, cover the hole up, put the flag back. It was a pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're working with smelly food because the worms prefer it as decomposed as possible sure. when you put it in. And- yeah, you have to kind of season your, your <clears throat> yeah. stuff. You don't it's- have to, but... They like that they better. Like yeah, right. So you kind of want to get done with the whole operation as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. You know? So now it's just take your uh, your food waste, put it on top, mix in a little bit of that coconut. Uh, quar. Quar. Oh, or yeah. newspaper that's <laughs> shredded up of, or whatever. Yeah, put it just a slight small layer of dry on there. A little bit or coffee mm-hmm. grounds or whatever with it. And then and then you just have a light layer and you just keep building those layers up. And as it decomposes mm-hmm. and the worms just keep moving up, as they move up, of course, they're not in the uh, compost at the bottom. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you're supposed to have a a moist favorite word um, uh, compost, but not a wet sopping sogging one. Right. So if you have lots of leachate, which is the liquid, mm-hmm. you're you're running it too wet. Mm-hmm. It's way yeah. too. So wet. you need to add more yeah. newspaper and cool. In more... our climate, it's a challenge through the cold months and into. Till before we get to the drought season, it's a challenge to keep it dry because mm. right. we live in such a damp climate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we are planning on getting a second one because we still have another bin that we have to um, figure out what we're going to do with. But we got the first one to see how we liked it, and so far we like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're looking at probably getting a second one for our second bin. And, and because you yeah. have so much kitchen compost. Um, part of that mm-hmm. is true, but we also have um, – Another big compost bins that we want to that are outdoors. We have discovered that our outdoor composting skills are really, really poor. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I've tried. I've tried with y'all. So how big is your <clears throat> composting bag thing? It's actually 
it's actually sizable. It's not like huge, but we we were looking at this one from a New Zealand company, and it was like three hundred dollars, but there was the size of a small garbage bin. Yeah, you know, and it did the same tapering thing and mm-hmm. and that, and I'm trying to see the dimensions on it, but um, uh, and this one's larger so than that it's, one. It's, mm. We'd recommend I'd recommend what buying if it's your first one, buying the one with the frame. It's a hundred dollars with the frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the bag is 22 inches wide, 24 inches, 22 by 24 by 24. So it's what it's two times two, four. It's almost eight cubic feet wow. of space. Yeah. Really makes me want to look at the show notes to see it. Yeah, show so, notes. It's pretty cool. It's it. I I like it. Like I say, it's a zipper. It's easy to load. I like the layering. I think this is going to be better for us. We're probably going to use the compost because we have all this compost yeah. we never use because mm. I can never easily get it out. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I think we're, I'm pretty excited about this part of it. Um, I'm hoping that it, because of its size and the ability to spread the food out, that the moisture will have a more control on it and we'll get the worms up and out of where we need them to be. So nice. I'm looking forward to this one. All right. Yeah. So. Hurting worms. Cool. And I think it'll process two to four pounds a day. At, at, at max, at max, um, maximum capacity maximum, with all the like worms and stuff. Because a worm will eat ten percent, one hundred and ten percent of its body weight, I think, in one day. Yeah, it's something like that. It's like really a lot. It's like, was it a pound of worms will do three pounds of kitchen scraps something in a like day that. or something yeah. like that? One hundred ten percent. Right. So it's yeah. it's pretty sizable. So if you get a good healthy. Um, uh, permaculture thing going on you you can use quite mm-hmm. a bit of the waste which you know let's that's be honest people plan. that's the waste that you don't want going in the landfill yeah, yeah. the landfill that's, doesn't want that's it they the don't carbon want it. footprint stuff yeah because that because yep. when it gets in the landfill the thing that it does is it makes methane gas yep. so you've mm-hmm. got and then they have to deal with it that's right you know if you ever have been to a landfill what a landfill is really for is the stuff that doesn't decompose or will take so long to decompose because mm-hmm. it's, it's designed for hard goods not for Stuff that'll decompose in in uh, compost. That's right. You know, right. so if there's a way to get more and more out of um, the landfill, I'm all for it. And this is a simple way to do it. We put it in our garage. Um, other areas of the country, maybe they can't do that because it's too cold. Right. Um, but I like in Minnesota, like you know, if you have a basement, perfect place it for be. it. Yeah, my mother kept permaculture yeah. bins in the basement. Yeah, perfect place for it mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's always at a static temperature. It doesn't matter if it's summer or winter. It's almost always that same temperature. Yep. which is really nice. So yeah, definitely a great place to put it. Nice. And it doesn't smell. Doesn't yeah. In our family, it. it's part of our move toward eliminating as many plastics and stuff that would go into the trash as possible. And part of that is making sure we don't put any organic matter if we can help it right. into the trash. That's great. So, good. That's very good. Yeah. So I've, 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 I've unloaded my, my recommendation okay. so far, I think. So what mm-hmm. else do you have? I have another one. Do you? Oh, yes. One? This is one I, I also got because I had a French – I've had a series of French presses, and they're all <laughs> glass, and Dave has broken all of them. Oh, okay. So he does thing? not drink coffee. No. I drink coffee. So he's Dave managed doesn't to drink, drink coffee? Mm-mm. He's managed to drink all – or break all of your French presses. Without ever using them. Never, yeah, and I'm nice. sure it's just an accident. Awesome. But the bitterness factor on on my end tended to get a little big, and I think he felt bad about it. So he found one that he gave me for my birthday uh, that's stainless steel. That is pretty sweet. It that is. makes up for all the broken ones, doesn't no, it? No, it doesn't. But almost. it but it, almost. Um, almost. Yeah. <laughs> it's I found it to be very helpful for I don't just use it for coffee, I use it for herbs. This is stainless nice. steel. It's stainless oh. steel. 
So it's um, you can really uh, clean that well too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So very easy. So yeah, I don't use like the resinous things that much on it, but because of the screen. Well, a little bit of PuroCaf would clean that right out. Probably would. I mean, the the problems that I've had, like in our family, is I drink tea, he drinks coffee. Mm -hmm. Anything that gets touched with coffee is smells like coffee. Takes yeah, tastes like coffee for forever. Yeah. So. I have to pyrocaf them. But if you pyrocaf it, then the coffee smell, it's the same stuff I use on tincture bottles. Mm-hmm. And it gets rid of all the resinous stuff. You get and those at brew shops stuff. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be perfect for it. Yeah. You could totally pyrocaf that. And it's a thousand mils. Nice. And it's uh, it's um, by mm-hmm. Secura Stainless Steel French Press Coffee Maker. And um, it's a pretty, it's it, it, it just very elegant looking, uh, no frills, simple to make. Uh, the, with the glass, the glass gets hot with the stainless steel. It's, it's fine. I put that out Christmas morning with the coffee in it for people to pour when they're eating their Christmas treats. And it's just really, really simple and and effective and easy to clean. And it is, you, I don't know how you would break it, but somebody would figure it out and run it over with a truck or something. Don't tell Dave. He bought it for me. He bought yes, it for but me. he may try. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a day for him? Um, and they have two two sizes: the thirty four ounce and the fifty ounce. So nice. you can definitely choose them. But I have been very, very pleased with it. So thank you, Dave, for getting me that nice replacement. And I've uh, used a lot of when I have a plant that is. I just need it tinctured now. So you're nice. put it. You put it at the bottom of the French press. You press it down, pour it out. Um, nettle, for example, yeah, um, worked really great. I did some blue vervain, some, you know, a number of ones. Right. I haven't done, if it's just like sticks and roots, yeah. then I use the old fashioned way of doing it. But the, when you really need to press it, it's when it's mushy, like leaves. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's when I'm, I'm using the French press. Yeah, and that's nice when it. you're decocting something too, because you could just pour it right mm-hmm. in there yep. and then press it. Yeah, so, it's fabulous. So yeah. I, I'm very pleased with it. Um, and uh, un, unbreakable, that's what we like. So we'll yeah. have that link on the website too. Well, that'd be good for yeah. camping too. I know when we've gone camping, oh, we always yeah. use a French press. And, You've broken you know, a couple yeah, well, of them. Yeah, they've been broken sure. because they're glass. And, and then you got you know, this, yeah. plunger, the steel one's kind of cool. Plunger, yeah, yeah I, I recommend it. And I didn't know it was out there like as a stainless steel coffee maker. I was just going, well, another glass one. Here we go. Yeah. <sighs> this is much better. It will last mm-hmm. a lot longer. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I like that. Yeah. All right. So do we have any other items or should we move to our books that we love? We got a nice stack of book titles too. Yes, uh, we do. Yeah, we tried to weed, weed it down to the smallest number of books that we could reasonably yes. do. Yeah, do you want to start two, with that? You two are We're always moms. about the books. Every yeah. time this is like – Holy man, you guys. I know. We love books. We we're do. Bookworms. Yes, we are. We're, we're, we're Verma, Verma bookatarians. <laughs> <laughs> I just made that up. Don't look it up on Google. It doesn't Verma literary. Verma literary. Yeah. There you go. I'm going to oh, write that one down. Verma literary. Yeah. Verma, you, just, you, just, uh, you just coined a new term. Literary-et. You're so awesome. Nice. Okay. It's on there. All right. So the first one. The first one that I chose was one that I got this last year. It just came out. It's by Maya Tolan. It's called The Illustrated Herbiary. 
And it that is, can't be a word. <clears throat> apparently, it is. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. Guidance and rituals from thirty six bewitching botanicals. Aww. And it is a beautiful book. She's, I believe, Ma- what's her name? Namata Toll. Um, Maya. Maya. M a i a Toll. And the illustrations are by Kate O'Hara. And they're beautiful. And they're gorgeous. They're they're just deep, rich colors. Honestly, initially I bought it just because I wanted to be able to sit and look at some of the pictures because they're so wonderful. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they really jump out at you. And they include a lot of symbolical sim, sim, symbolic references. There you go. Which is I I like that because it helps you tap into the the spiritual or the energetic side mm-hmm. of the herb. So as you're working with them, uh, not just a physical level, but also looking at the spiritual, emotional, psychological, magical elements for them, I liked a lot of the symbology that or symbols, yeah, that she was that they were using, yeah. And they have rituals in here, reflections, mm-hmm. reflection. Can you say no? Mm, I don't know if I can. <laughs> I certainly can't say no to this book. (laughs) I didn't. I didn't say no to this book. So it comes with a set of oracle cards. I don't use them like for a lot of readings, but I have Hmm. been picking them. You know, I've got something on my mind that I need to work with. One of the things that I've done after I do my tarot reading, I'll pick and I do my tarot reading and then I do my Lenormand reading and then I'll pick a plant guide as it were so i've been using it that way so i'm just doing simple single card readings with it but using the valerian as a kitty yes it's very cute Mm. so i've been loving it it's been fun that's nice and it's like a gift size too yes you know somebody got this if you had herbalists that just you know they like the energetic and traditional and and oracle stuff this would be a great thing so yeah. And it's a pretty good price, just 20 bucks. That's yeah. very cool. Yes. Nice. So good well job, done, Maya. Maya. Yeah. Yes. All right. Now what? Am I? Okay. Yep. Let's go All with right. this one. This Which is one, my next. I've got, to, I've got to get this one myself. Scott Cluse, he wrote this book that I requested for Christmas last year and have been um, endeavoring to read it through without destroying it like I do other books. Uh, Pacific Northwest Medicinal Plants. Identify, harvest, and use 120 wild herbs for health and wellness. And this, he's, a, you know, for us, a local fella. Uh, the pictures are lovely and makes identifying it fairly easy. I think that the way that he describes the identity of these items are easy for me to understand. And he, because he uses the botanical terms, but he also uses, you know, things like lance shaped to nearly round when describing stuff instead yeah. of some of the, so it, like he mixes it around. So um, I think he does a really great job of integrating for, for professionals that have taken a lot of botany and for people that are just new to it so they don't feel intimidated and um, where to wildcraft and he's got cautions and when to wildcraft it and then how to how to how to use it like herbal preparations it's got a little tiny thing on there which uh being an herbalist as long as i have of course i have i'm like oh, are you kidding a tea that's all you got you know like i know so many oh this would be great in an oil or in a liniment or blah 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 but that's not this kind of book this is mostly identification and um harvesting kind of stuff and some of these herbs I seen them and I did not think of them. I know 
every plant has a use if you wrap your brain around it. But some of them was like, oh, yeah, I guess that would be medicinal in this way. So I just, I'm learning. One of the things I appreciate about it is that it's got a lot of the stuff that's common in our area and we call weeds like the, uh, what is that, Smelly Robert? Oh, Stinking Bob. Stinking Bob, which is (laughs) it's a geranium. Yeah, and and it's everywhere. Yeah, and it's all over the place. I've got it growing all over the place in my own yard. And I've been looking at it thinking, oh, this is probably, there's probably something that this could be helpful with. And in fact, I've I've recently been using um, a different geranium uh, for upper respiratory infections. And in looking at his description of the geranium here, the stinking Bob, I can see clearly that I think I could substitute. I could. I would probably give it a try. I could substitute hmm. it out for because the one that I'm using like comes from South Africa, and you probably could grow it here, but we might have to do it in plants or oh, in right. pots and that Pain. sort of thing. Whereas this, this is, is like right growing in my on. yard. So you're almost the thing I don't like about this book is that it's uh, the names are all by. Their common names and whatever common name he decided to yeah. assign it. Yeah, like Stinkin' Bob. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Which is, is funny. A, is there a cross reference in the back? There, or? there is, but uh, you know, the common names will vary. Well, I understand that, but and, I, I mean, for someone like me, I like the common names. Right. Now, I think that there's no reason why they shouldn't have the common name. And the genus and they, species name yeah, yeah. on the page. Yeah, they, and do. they do. And well, the, then but, the, and the index does include the, the well, scientific the names. Because I couldn't I'm, – I'm thinking about this. Like where is – some of the common names that he uses are not the common names I use. Right. So I'm – I. But then you know the others – you know the Latin names. So I have right? to go to the back of the book. Okay, so that's my – but that's my but point. But I don't know if it's in there by swipping through it. So – I, I haven't looked at this book, so I, I don't. But I, if that's my only it. complaint. He's that's having to pry this complaint. book out of my hands because I keep looking yeah. at it. So. My, my only complaint about <laughs> it is the use part, but I have plenty of other books for that. I don't expect a book to be oh, everything. So, so they did. No, but they. There's some, but I it's like not what very they did much. here. They the, the, the Latin name first and then yeah, the common name simple. second. Like, you could go on and on. Yeah, because for so Cascara Sagrada, it, the Frangella, was it Frangula Persiana? Yeah. And it's called Carascara buckthorn or chitum bark. Mm-hmm. So, but you got to go to the seas. I know. So it's, it's <laughs> tough. Oh, people to think like, in the audience are crying know. right now thinking of a suffering that I, I am know, going through. I it's know. okay, guys. I'm okay with it. Actually, they're laughing at you. because No, they're, they're like, not. No, we all use the common names like normal people. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, it's on. <laughs> it's on. Okay. I think we had a book yeah. last year that we were frustrated because they yeah. they separated those two and it made it a real difficulty in finding the information. There was a, it was a yeah. mushroom one. Yeah. yeah. It was only by scientific. Right. And, right. and I couldn't, I was like, oh, this and is a most, great book, but I, they did have the common name, but it was like, you had like, to go you, dig you had to go through it. Index, yeah. So yeah. This is a pain in the ass. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then with mushrooms, most people around here don't talk about the mushroom name. Mushrooms by uh, scientific name, they use common names for yeah. them. So, and I understand why they did yeah. that was because the a huge chunk of mushrooms don't have common names. Right. Well, and sure. it's important in mushrooms to know the scientific Right. But they didn't even put it in there. Out, but yeah. but yeah, as they a made designer, it, yeah. I would have made space for really. that. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 Yep. So anyway – 
So I've got two books. I've got two books with me here that are both I've I've haven't read them to cover to cover yet, partly mm-hmm. because they are on my December reading enjoyment and fun list. Okay, so that's your excuse. Great. So the first one of them is my book for just pure delight. Uh-huh. You're gonna you're gonna laugh. And I get this it's, book after she's done with it. This one is called right it's called Southern Folk Medicine, mm-hmm. and it's by an herbalist named Phyllis D. Light. Mm-hmm. I met her once at a conference. She was absolutely wonderful. Was she, she was delightful? Enjoying. She was. Oh, good. She Perfect. was. And I asked her, I gave her my card and said, Oh, would you would I love check out the show? Would love to talk with you. Yeah. You know. She hasn't called me back. So if anyone knows Phyllis and wants to tell her to like Get in touch with us. I'd love to do an interview yes. with her. Yes. She's Nag wonderful. For us. Talk to Phyllis Light and say, please, please, please. Yeah. And the other thing about it was that a lot of herbalists choose names rather than are given names that sound planty. Right. So Phyllis's name is Phyllis D. Light. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, when I met her, I was like, oh, she probably chose that name. You know, most of us do yeah. choose our names. D is her middle D name. is her middle initial. It turns out Light really is her last name that she was born with. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, wow, that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I always am I'm delighted nice. <laughs> when I find out that someone's, that that happened to be the way they were born. Yeah. I mean, most of us aren't born into a plant name family or into a, a cool name family like mm-hmm. that. We usually have last names like Peterson or Smith or, right. you know. Hunter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you're a freaking loopy. Yeah. All right. So you, <clears throat> what did you like about it from what you have seen so far? It's not an illustrated book. No. So you got to read it. If you no. don't know, if you don't know how to read, this would not be your book. It is a total pleasure read <laughs> as well as educational, but it's a total pleasure read because she has a lyrical, wonderful storytelling aspect to the mm. way she talks about herbs. Mm-hmm. And so I've only scratched the surface of it. And honestly, this is my curl up by the fire with a nice cup of tea and spend a few hours just reading and losing myself in the world of plants. Great. Sounds like a cat in the lap kind of book. Yes. And absolutely. And I, I think I'm going to be learning a lot about how Southern approach is to things like the four elements and and you know the signs and all of that stuff i'm excited i'm really excited for this book nice it still has that new book smell it does it does i picked it up in the summer started reading it and realized it was definitely something that i needed to give my full attention to and not set aside so it's like you know thanksgiving weekend right (laughs) Right. possibly christmas week now she's appalachian isn't she she is okay she is right Yes. Wow. Very cool. Yeah, I, I definitely am going to be borrowing that after yes, you're done. I know. I know. It's going to be fun. Let me just wipe the slobber off the side. <laughs> okay. I'm fine. I'll be okay. And then the second one that I have is also one that I have not read thoroughly yet, and I'm looking forward to it. It is my book for inspiration going into January and moving toward the beginning of gardening season. And I have heard people mention this book many times. It is a really good, it's a good reference. It's well written. The name of the book is The Organic Medicinal Herb Farmer by Jeff Carpenter and Melanie Carpenter. And this is another one that if you happen to know the Carpenters hmm. and you want to push them a little bit to get on our show so we can talk with them about 
herbing, herb farming. That would be really cool. <laughs> okay. Feel free to do that, folks. Every reference comes with a nag. <laughs> yes. These two happen to come with a bit of a nag, yes. Mm-hmm. I have used, I've looked at this book for some specific herbs and specific questions I've had about growing conditions. And I am not an herb farmer. I'm a, you know, I I grow some herbs for my practice. Mm-hmm. So small, very tiny micro scale mm-hmm. compared to what they're talking about. But what I'm finding in here when I'm looking up information is wonderful references that are detailed and incredibly helpful for me in my little city lot. The practical. They've got their hands in the dirt, literally. And they're able to translate that to paper. Yes. Nice. So they're very clear about things like exactly what kind of watering conditions, exactly what kind of sun conditions, mm-hmm. what soil conditions, in a way that is very easy to translate to my little city life. Right, right. I wow. appreciate that. I really appreciate that. Yeah, that sounds great. And the the illustration or not illustrations, the um the they pictures. have graphs, but the pictures the pictures are beautiful. Well done. I just went by a picture of Rosemary Gladstar in there cuz that's part of yeah. their family. Yep. There we go. Yeah. Rosemary's in the family. Yay. So yeah, they've got herbs, herbs in the family. Mhm. So it's really wonderful to have that little practical edge to it. Yeah, that sounds like a great, really fun book for – we have a couple of things for gardeners, a couple of things for you kitchen herbalists, for people that like the traditional uh, folk medicine kind of background, um, and then people that love to play with beakers and cylinders, lab, lab rats. We're, I've been thinking about you know just digging into the medicine making. I mean, whether you're doing it for – a clinic or whether you're doing it for home, you know, having the right tools makes a big difference. It really does. Yeah. It can turn something that you, you think, oh, this is kind of fun and also extremely frustrating into just a delightful experience. Yes. I mean, it's worth it. There's going to be work. Yeah. But you don't have to make it so hard. No. And when you've got the good tools, the right tools for the job, you end up with better medicine at the end. You do. Yep. And if you're sick, you need good medicine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Ready medicine. You're already feeling like cred. Yep. All right. So, with that, enjoy the holidays and put, put an herb on it. The statements made about herbs and products on this podcast have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration (FDA) and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All information provided on this podcast or any affiliated websites is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other healthcare professional. You should not use the information on this podcast and its affiliated websites for a diagnosis or treatment of any health problem. Always consult with healthcare professional before starting any new vitamins, supplements, diet, or exercise program before taking any medication or if you have or suspect you might have a health problem. Any testimonials, questions, or case studies are based on individual results and do not constitute a guarantee that you will achieve the same results.